Welcome to the Digging Deeper Podcast, uh, Perimeter Church Podcast, and I'm Jeff Norris. I get to serve as the senior pastor of Perimeter, joined with Laura Elvington here, Laura Story, as you might know her. Uh, and uh, we are so thrilled to be coming to you with our very last episode in this series that we've been doing, which is this series that we kind of been calling Faith and, and then, you know, whatever topic of that particular episode. And so for this one, we are thrilled to be joined by Matt Papa as we think about, talk about, discuss faith and singing. And uh, you may be familiar with Matt, and you're probably more familiar familiar with him than you think you are in the sense that you've sung a lot of his songs uh, at our church, songs that he's helped write on with Laura and songs that he's helped write on with other folks that we sing here and uh, that you've been blessed by if you're a member of Perimeter Church. And if you're not even in your church, you've probably sung them as well. So anyway, Matt, thanks for joining us, man. We're thrilled to have you uh, joining us via Zoom in uh, where in Florida? Where are you? Hey, I'm glad to be here. First of all, guys, I'm on to be on the last episode of this, which I think means you saved the best for last. A hundred percent. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or you just had to figure out something at the last minute. And so you called me. Yes. Um, <laughs> that too. I am in Marco Island, Florida, South Florida. Awesome. All right. For those like me who aren't as familiar with South Florida, where, where, give me, give me a uh, close to Miami. So which you, Say you got an airplane and went to Miami. Yep. You know, to like live the Vida Loca, La Vida Loca or something. Yep. And if you drove straight west from there, you would you would find me okay. on a small little island. Awesome. And it's beautiful there. Yeah. It is gorgeous there. Yeah, a it's lot like Atlanta, Lucas. right? A, lo- a lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot like a lot, Atlanta. A lot like, a lot that. like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So, so we just, are... just concrete everywhere, just beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so our... Um, our worship leaders here at the church, I don't know if you knew this or not, but we took a trip down to visit Matt. I didn't know that. I remember um, that. Yeah. I, I remember because you were texting us mean things about not inviting why? you to come. Exactly. I why was that. I Why was I not invited? That's that's a good question. Yep. Um, you know, there's, there are churches where, uh, Matt, where the, uh, the worship staff invite their pastor to <laughs> things like that. But, you know, apparently that doesn't happen at Prime. Yeah. Um, so. maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, tell him, tell him though, what I helped you on, helped y'all on two songs, right? Yeah. He's actually written a couple of things with us, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. which oh, is what happens when he shows up yep. at well, our they, writing retreats. They throw me a bone. <laughs> He's like, okay, look, you so, can, so you can maybe add a word. If you, if you keep working on your songwriting one day, you'll get upgraded to a church where you'll get invited to the yeah, retreats. I know, you know, but I love perimeter and I don't, I don't you know. There could be a, maybe they'll invite me one day. Maybe, maybe. We'll well, enough about enough about us. <laughs> enough about you. Let's, yeah, I want to hear. Let's let's hear from our guest, right, Matt? What uh, tell us about yourself, okay? What what uh, what do you do? What's what's oh a little bit of your how you got into what you do and whatever you want to share with us on on a kind of a a bio front. Whatever I want to share with you, um, okay. I don't know. I don't feel, I don't know if you should have said that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know Matt better than you, Jeff. You okay, should not. Okay. Not whatever. Maybe, not whatever you want to what, share. Should we give him parameters? Okay, tell us uh, what do you <laughs> yeah. do now? All your many jobs. Okay, what do I do now? And okay. then I want to hear like how you got started doing what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I live in South Florida as of somewhat recently. Um, I write songs predominantly as as my living and 
as as my nine to five, I guess you could say. And then I am a um, I'm an artist in residence at a church down here on Marco Island, Marco Presbyterian Church. And I just dabble in a few other little random things, but th- those are my my big rocks. Those are the main two things. Tell us, I'd love to hear because I, you know, Laura knows you well, but I'm I'm getting to yes. know you. And uh, for our listeners as well, what how'd you get into music? Something you were into as, at an early age? Uh, when did you realize you were going to be a songwriter? That kind of thing. Yeah. So music has always been, I would say, an escape for me. Um, you know, everyone has something maybe that's an, an escape. What if someone is whispering. <laughs> you heard um, Zach whispering. Lord, Zach was whispering no, he was to telling Laura me that needed to, to pull move. his mic. Yeah, I've never used a microphone. Check, check. Okay. Sorry. Have you, it was have you done this before? Laura, story. <laughs> All right. That's a great question. So music was always kind of an escape for me. Um, as a kid, you know, it was like just where I would go. I would tinker at the piano and I would, and it was kind of a place of peace for me. And, you know, um, and then I got really into sports. I was going to be in the NFL, mm. Jeff. Me too. We were, I was going to be there with that. you. Yeah. 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 We were going to be there together. Although you're like way, way older than me. So <laughs> I, think, I think, I think we figured out that there's a four year difference here, which is a massive okay, gap. Okay. Yeah. That's true. All right. So no, I was in really into sports and then I picked up a guitar when I was 12 and I got, I just like got really, really into it. And kind of almost simultaneously um, started going to church and learning about God. And it was, so I, I didn't really grow up in a Christian home, but I, about that time I started going to church. We were um, a, a little Baptist church in Georgia and it was just, it was, a, it was an awesome season where I was learning about God and I was like finding new friends and finding like a family in a way. Mm-hmm. And then the music thing came along, and it was just—it was just an amazing season of growing in all of that um, in my faith, and in, um, and so I would say in my like early early teenage years, I, I was like, okay, I really, really, really like this, and uh, and just kind of dove into it. Um, did uh, went to college, studied music. Out of college, I'd saved up a bunch of money, slept on this guy's couch in Nashville. Went to Nashville, did a CD, did that whole thing. Um, so that's kind of how I got got started. What are your uh, musical influences? Who do you, who who, uh, in, who influenced you? I've, impacted you? Yeah, besides Eminem. Uh, yes, yes, right. Uh, before we Spong hit record on sweaty. this, he was Knees rapping. Week some, on, there you okay, go. I won't, I won't do the whole thing. All right. Um, <laughs> Actually, hip-hop is more recent. Early on, it was like country music. I'm a Georgia boy. I grew up in, you know, y'all are, y'all are Georgia folk. Um, so country music was big. Um, classical music has always been like something I've been intrigued by and something that has always just felt like another universe to me, you know, and a place that you can go in a way. Um, and just the transcendence and the power and the you know, epic thing. Mm. And which obviously like hymns come from kind of either the classical or folk tradition or sometimes both, you know, that those, those two genres inform uh, what hymns are really. Um, so, but I was, you know, in high school, I was really into rock and roll, 
that was that was a huge thing for me and all my teenage angst. Uh, the '90s it was an awesome era for rock and roll. Mm-hmm. It was it was amazing. So all right, hold okay, on. Okay, so, you go ahead. So, I got a question on that. So you went from rock and, and roll, Queen, which was the greatest of fusions of rock and roll and classical. Yeah. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. You okay, are we are. We could not be more in sync right now. Like, okay. Queen is All my right, favorite. Right here. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. Queen is my favorite band ever. Okay, but we're going to turn the All corner right, I'm, now. I'm, I'm ever. I'm sorry. Away from Queen. Okay. So how did you... <laughs> so congregational singing, which is one of the things that you're yeah. known for, not just that, that you're known for, but you were one of the names right now um, that I hear writing the songs that congregations are singing, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to to contemporary hymns how did like when was that introduced in your life and how did that kind of grip your heart hey and before you answer matt can you tell us laura like what are some of the songs we sing oh that matt has written on that that our people may not know bohemian Um, rhapsody Rhapsody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm trying to think of i wish i could think of the first song that i um that i remember of matt's but things like especially ones that we do around here perimeter uh, Christ, our hope in life and death mm-hmm. is is one of the ones that we probably do the most. Yep. Um, His mercy is more mm-hmm. is one. Mm-hmm. Come behold the wondrous mystery. Christ is sure and steady anchor, and that's um, I'm sure that I'm leaving some out, but uh, we sing been, all four of those all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how did how did you get started? In that's really cool. Okay, that that's a wonderful question. I would say that probably like probably like a lot of people. Um, I would say that the career or calling or identity that I'm currently living in, I somewhat stumbled into hmm. and didn't necessarily expect uh, to, to, to be here doing this, but um, it was kind of like, it, it kind of all started with doing the songs for my own records, right? Uh, was, did the, did the record in Nashville, which I actually put um, in Christ alone on that was 2000 four or 2005 I did that record so I told Keith I mean he wrote they wrote that song is like 2001 or 2002 right yeah and tell tell a little bit about that as well as far as Keith Getty and oh yeah yeah so I I, I write songs with with Keith and with their publishing company and all that so but Getty, I, I told Getty him music. if, if yeah. I hadn't recorded that song you know I it, it probably would have never taken off yeah <laughs> I, yeah 100% I know they're very grateful <laughs> For you, yeah. So that. <laughs> anyway, so on that first record, I had in Christ Alone on there. I had a couple of, and then I had like a couple little random hymn of my, like I wrote a couple of hymns, but they were mainly, I would say, more sort of performance songs. And so what I was kind of doing over here, and then the hymns thing was kind of over here. Uh, but the hymns thing was always there and it was kind of in the periphery and, and, and I was always intrigued by it and interested in it. But I was kind of more over here, like during my twenties, so I was hustling, doing concerts, blah, blah, blah. And over here, this thing, like Bosnia and I kind of started writing songs together and do this thing. And this thing over here started to kind of take a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And the songs we were working on seemed to have a, something, some sort of, you know, um, What's the word? I don't know. Sticking, Something staying power. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's interesting, but I'm kind of doing this other thing. 
And, you know, I guess as my twenties went on into my early thirties, um, again, it's, it was kind of more the same. And I kind of, there was one book I remember being very impacted by every good endeavor by Tim Keller. And he was talking about how the difference between, I think his two terms were, um, a, a vocation and a calling. Um, he said the difference between the two things is like a vocation is something that you do because you want to do it and you do it for yourself. But a calling is um, a job or something that someone else calls you to do and you do it for them rather than for yourself. Mm. And there was something happening, I guess, in, in these new songs and these hymns, we'll call them, that I was working on with Matt and doing that whole thing, that kind of spoke to me a little bit as a calling and felt like they were bigger than me and bigger than my personality or my artistic quirks or my, um, any of that. And I was like very scared to kind of start to lean into that and, and, and felt in a way, um, in a way I, I kind of felt there was a loss in turning toward that, but an amazing sense of meaning because, you know, from seeing people resonate with the songs, people sing the songs. Um, it's been, it's been a really, really cool thing to, to see. So that, that's kind of how that pivot happened. It was very slow. Um, but it's, it's been amazing to, to see what God's done with the songs. That's, that's interesting. I've, I think I experienced that a little, a little bit as well. Uh, it's almost like the Nashville Thing. You go to Nashville yeah. to make a name for yourself, to write a song that everyone will remember you for. Um, but the worship... Yeah, or just remember you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the whole worship side of it, it's instead of you being the lead singer, um, it's all of a sudden you're enabling, you know, especially for your songs, hundreds of thousands of people to sing this song who may never know your name, mm-hmm. um, yeah. making much of of his name, yeah, and it, it, yeah, it's it's this uh, realization of being part of something way bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's neat. Yeah, to hear I was you. talking. To, I was talking to somebody about that yesterday in the car. Who was I talking to? It's in a way. It's, there's a there's a there's a part of me right that's sad because of that. Uh, maybe because like okay, people don't know who I am, but they know the song. There's also part of me that's quite proud because, you know, when you, I think great things um, always transcend the the people who made them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like m- great movies, great books, you know, it's like the, the book, the title or the, the theme or the story becomes the thing that people know and remember. Yeah. And that's almost the highest compliment, you know, um, so... Yeah. So just even thinking about that, um, is it Isaac Watts? Is that the great, the great hymn writer of the mm-hmm. 19th century? I mean, kind of disproves your point, Matt, but in this, in a way it, like I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I know there's this hymn writer who wrote a lot of the hymns that we sing from, you know, over a century ago. I think his name is Isaac Watts, but you know, there's a ton and I would say 98% of the people that sing his hymns have no idea who he is, yeah. but yet he, he wrote yeah, yeah. songs and hymns back then that were such a blessing to the church, even until this day. And, you know, I yeah. seriously doubt 
that he's in glory right now going, man, I really hate that people don't know that I wrote those songs. You know I mean? He's just, man, he's enamored with Jesus right now and, and just praising the King for using him in a, in a way that would bless the church for, for generations to come. And, and not to, you know, um, pump you up too much brother, but man, I, I really think, I really think the songs that you are writing along with Matt Boswell and others and Laura, even here, you know, uh, even Laura, um, uh, I think, <laughs> I think there's a real, there's a real thing happening with you guys and the songs that y'all are writing, um, that will bless, in my opinion, will bless the church for generations to come. And man, what a, um, what a blessing to us, what a treat and, and just what a joy. Uh, I hope it's a joy for you guys to know, gosh, God is using you in some significant ways. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, why is singing so important? You know, why do we, when we get into our churches on a Sunday morning and the, in the, the congregational singing, what's that doing to us? Why, how is that something that we should be going, man, this is, this is beautiful, good and needed. Yeah. Um, I think it is important. I mean, one, because we're commanded to do it. Um, and, and then I guess the, the question under that question would be, you know, why, why are we commanded to do it? Um, there, there's just, there, there's such a powerful, um, you know, God, God didn't create us as, as just cerebral creatures, you know, and, singing has a way of drawing your, your heart and soul into, into the, the truths. And, and it pulls, you know, it's, it's like, I think it was um, Tolkien who talked about the back door for truth. The imagination is the back door for truth. Mm. Um, and, you know, music just has a way, singing has a way of, um, you know, it, it's, it's the back door as in it, 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 it forces you to lower your defenses when you don't even realize you're lowering your defenses, you know, and, and you're, you're really contemplating these things, maybe even subconsciously. Um, and then, you know, I used to always say like a, um, a song is a sermon people remember, you know, no offense, Jeff. Um, <laughs> I always tell him that as but, well. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, people forget a sermon after a week or two, but, but you, you know, you're, all the stories of people in hospital beds who, mm-hmm. who just are singing the hymns, who know the hymns, and that though they are what um, is there with them in that moment, you know, mm-hmm. and and so and you know, there's I mean, host of other reasons, unity, you know, singing together. There's 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 so many um, reasons that uh, that it's it's, it's a good thing. Mm. Well, hey, tell us what you're doing right now um, with the Gettys, with Crossway, all of that conference. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, so we're um, we're working away at songs. We're we're working on album number three um, to to set to be recorded this uh, August September. Hey, can can you tell us also a little bit about uh, tell about tell us about Mount Boswell? How the two of y'all got connected? Yeah. How you felt called to do this kind of as a duo endeavor? Sure. Yeah. So is that it, part it was of the first early, question it, you asked him? I'm sorry, I have so many questions. Right did, did you did you let him answer the first question? <laughs> no, you asked him? no, I'm just going to keep asking questions. <laughs> do those go together? I think they go together. Yeah. That's fine. That's 
that's what my mom used to do. So that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, I was really to Boswell. Boswell, Boswell and I got set up on a, on a, a um, I, I hate to use this metaphor with uh, two guys who write songs together, but we got set up on a blind date. Um, you know, the, in the music biz, they do, they do this sort of thing where one publishing company sets up another you know, writer from their publishing company. They, they just kind of set you up. So it is very much like a blind date. And, um, and so I forget who I was working with. I forget. I think maybe he was with word or something at the time. And, um, they just set us up. We wrote like a couple hymns that day. Cause both of us were kind of inter- interested in dabbling in that world. And, um, and it was just, you know, it was a great hang. I just really liked him. We, we, um, I think we wrote a couple good things. We, we wrote this song called Creation Hymn that I think it was like a text that he didn't have a melody for, and I just wrote a little melody to it real quick. And then the song called Oh, Fount of Love um, that uh, that I think turned out to be a pretty good song. But anyway, it was, it was actually unusually fast for the kind of music we write, you know, which a lot of the songs take, you know, a year or two or three years sometimes. Um, but um, in any way, so... We just, every once in a while, we kept, you know, we stayed in touch over the next couple, few months. And then we decided, like, hey, let's get together and write every Tuesday or Wednesday on Skype. Skype was the thing then, not yep. Zoom or whatever yep. we're on here. Um, and, uh, which I still don't understand how Skype blew that. I mean, did, they had, like, a eight-year head start. You and, and me both. Zoom. I've all, I, I, like, I, I, need a, I need, a, like, a behind-the-scenes true <laughs> Hollywood they, story on that. that? Yeah. We'll do a faith right. in Skype. We'll, we'll <laughs> faith in the fall of Skype. Yeah. Skype and Blockbuster. How did y'all both blow this? Skype's deconstruction. All right, so um, so we started writing together once a week, and it was cool because it was it was very different from, you know, not uh, Lauren mentioned the Nashville thing. Not not to kind of put that down, but the Nashville thing is just a unique thing in that it's like you get together with somebody at ten o'clock, and you write till one. And you go eat lunch, and it's like the song is done, you know. Yeah. And whereas our thing it was like we were meeting together for one or two hours on Skype, and it was like, you know, we'd work on a song, and then a week later we'd work on it again, we'd work on the same song again and again, and it, this would go, you know, five, six, seven, eight months a year, and we'd be looking at the same song, and it's um, somewhat um, um, frustrating, but the you know time is is an, is a mirror you know time shows us what things are and um just to have that and and to allow boredom to do its job as well you know when when you become bored with a lyric you know after a few months it's like well let's let's do something with like that or you become bored with the melody after five or six months and it's like oh that's maybe that's not working you know um so you know, Boz Boz is a, is a is a fascinating guy. He's he's like a a big happy Texas Baptist <laughs> pastor guy, and um, but he's he's extremely um, I don't know. He, he's he's wise. He's intelligent. He I shouldn't have said but <laughs> it's not. He's a Texas. Baptist happy pastor. No, he, he's, he's just very wise. I think he's, he's, a, he's wonderful with titles. I think his best like uh, songwriting sort of uh, talent is titles. He's just really good uh, with, t- to me, a great title is like a, a horizon, you know, like it feels like, um, 
you know, you probably with Jeff with sermon titles too. You know, it's like a great sermon title feels like, you know, you could write books and books and books on this topic, whatever it is. It feels like a horizon, something to chase, you know. And um, uh, Boswell has a, a gift at making those, and, and it makes writing the melody to those very um, um, interesting and satisfying. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's 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 been a really really cool thing. I mean, um, we we we've had a really cool friendship and relationship and partnership and. Um, you know, both of us kind of dabble in, in both worlds. Like I think, uh, you know, certain melodies from some of these songs are his and certain lyrics are mine. And I'm generally the melody guy, but we kind of crisscross back and forth and, um, it just, I don't know, it seems to work. It is very much like a, you know, like I mentioned blind date with songwriting. It's just very, uh, strange and bizarre for, for it to kind of work, you know? Um, two people who are extremely, you know, weird and inconsistent and quirky and opinionated and, you know, um, you know, but, but, but hopefully humble enough to, you know, to walk together and bounce things back and forth and live with the other person's idea for a few days. And, mm. you know, it, I don't know, it's just, it's just a bizarre thing, but it works. Mm. Well, and it's been sweet. Cause I know, I mean, knowing both of you guys uh, pretty well, uh, seeing it, seeing the songs come out of your friendship, that that's been mm. a sweet thing to see. What would you say? Yeah. Um, tell us a story about about one song that maybe mm. you've written that would be, um, you know, whether it's your favorite or just one like that you would that you think of when I ask about a sweet moment of writing a song. It it can be just you or, or the two of y'all together, or are you and someone else? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I, I, I really think, honestly... Laura thinks it's one of the songs that she wrote with you. I want to I mean, see if it's... It's clearly one of them. <laughs> I, I want to see if you say the same thing. <laughs> we're, we're still working on it, aren't we, Laura? We, we've got like two or three kind of in the hopper, but we, we yeah. got to figure it out. We're getting there. Um, yeah. I don't know. You know, one one that was really interesting to me was Christ, Our Hope, and Life, and Death, that song, which was about four or five writers. And... That was just a really, um, at times frustrating, but it, um, because there's you know so many chefs in the kitchen or whatever, but it was just cool to see how that unfolded. I mean, I think it started with Merker's little da 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 da. That, that was all it was. It was for some other song, and then Keith had a little idea for the beginning of the chorus, and then we kind of made the verses, and I don't know. It, that one was. Very, you know, I, usually when a song has like five or six writers, it's like one or two people um, really make the whole song. And then the rest of the people are like trying to get it fine tuned and kind of to the finish line. But that one was very, it was like actually every person kind of contributed equally in a way. And it was, it was really, really cool. Yeah. Well, um, let me ask you this. And, and you know, I feel free to, have freedom to say whatever you feel like you should say, say on this in terms of what are your current concerns about what, what Christian music can be and what it often is in terms of what's being sung in our churches and, and what do you want it to be? What do you think, man, this is, this is what I'm convicted about Christian singing lyrically, musically, whatever should be more of, uh, versus what it tends to be. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful question. I, I really like the, I really like the diet metaphor. I think when it comes to, to music and worship, and I think when you're talking about lyrics and or you're talking about the mood or the even the feel of songs, you know, having a having a varied um, diet is to me extremely helpful. You know, you you have the full spectrum of you know, say, say you're talking just like melodically or, or in terms of the mood, you know, you have songs that, that are happy and joyful and you have songs that are moody and contemplative and, mm-hmm. um, and kind of searching and, and, and then you have, um, you know, from a lyrical perspective, you have, you have the songs that are praise and adoration and the songs that are gratitude for, for God's grace. And you have the songs that are, um, laments and the songs that are, um, the songs that, um, I think someone's trying to knock on my door. Um, <laughs> the, the, the songs that are, are, you know, like the Psalms do, they, they take you to all these places of, yep. of sorrow and, and, you know, and so having that, having that broad spectrum, I think is, is, is the most important, um, thing I think to your question though, like which where is it lacking and what parts of the diet uh, are maybe lacking in the church as a whole? That's hard for me to say, really. Um, I would like to hear what you guys think because I think some of that comes in ter- in, in in step with denominations and mm-hmm. and personality yeah. temperaments and how you know. So as the church as a whole, I wonder if everybody were together, if it would be balanced. But then you have like you know. Charismatics and Baptists over here who do a certain thing really well, and then you have yeah. Anglicans and Presbyterians over here who do a certain thing really well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Well, what what do you feel passionate like as you're as you're planning a worship service for your church? What do you feel passionate about including? Um, I you know I think it's really cool to find the songs that um that that everyone can sing really well. I mean, I, mm-hmm. that, that may be kind of like understood or a given, but I don't know. I just always have in my head this, this, uh, uh we'll call him like Billy Baptist or, um, <laughs> uh, or Deacon Daryl or whatever. The guy in the back who is like, has his arms crossed and like, doesn't want to sing. Mm. And so like, I don't know. I like, I want to do things, songs that appeal to that guy that have a masculinity to them um, that, that would make him want to sing at the same time. You know, I think the greatest melodies in the world are masculine and feminine at the same time, you know, Mm -hmm. um, they they have like a both, both and kind of thing. So I don't know. I just, I'd like to, to sing songs that, that have both of those things going on, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think like songs that, I don't know, I do think in terms of the, if you look at CCLI top 100, I would say it is um, replete with um, songs of like grace and praise and, and joy. And so like trying to find uh, the cheat code and trying to find like, uh, to me, a great example is Lord, I need you. You know, it's a song that it actually broke through and it became widely successful. And yet it had a twinge of, of sorrow to it, you know, it had a twinge of, of desperation to it. So I, I don't know. I just think those, those maybe are the songs that, 
that feel the most um, missing. Mm. Um, I, you know, there was that famous interview with Bono and Eugene Peterson where Bono's like, you know, why, where are the songs? You know, he's like, I hear the, all these songs about God being great and God being amazing, but where are the songs about like your bad marriage and where are the songs about, you know, your, your lostness in the world. And, you know, corporate worship is a different thing, but I think his point is valid. Like we need songs that, um, that feel desperate in a way. We need songs that, that feel like real life that, um, and, and, and that, that resonate, um, with, with, with us in the place we are now as, as, as fallen human beings, you know, um, I, I think maybe a lot of our worship songs are, are overly idealistic. Mm. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gosh, you're triggering so many thoughts for me in that, you know, and I don't think this is the answer by the way, but on one hand you could say, well, you know, somebody, somebody could be listening and going, well, that's why, you know, our, our, brothers and sisters of the 18th and 17th and 16th century, they only sang the hymn, the, uh, the psalmody, you know, they, you sing the Psalms and you're going to sing all the, you're going to sing all the emotions of the human heart. Right. Um, right, and there's going right. to be lament. There's going to be, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, I, I love singing Psalms, but I also love what I, what I love is guys. And I, and I, again, not kissing up to you, man, but, I love how you approach songwriting, Boswell, Getty, Laura, just kind of the whole group. And I, you are the ones that I know. I know there's, an, I know it's wider than that. And there's more people involved, but because I feel like you guys are doing a good job of that diet, uh, where you're 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 writing songs that are singable. They have strong melodies. Uh, they're musically inviting in terms of my desire to listen to them and sing them. Um, but they're also there, there's such a gospel depth to them. They're bringing me to the cross in a way that's, that's, you know, bringing my emotions into it and the desperate feel of why, why do we need Jesus so, so very badly? Um, and so I think there's, I just, you know, want to encourage you to say, keep doing what you're doing because, uh, I think you guys are onto something really beautiful. That's going to, again, in my opinion, last through generations, a lot of what, and I don't want to be critical and it's not the space for it, but a lot of what is being played and CCLI, all that is to me, doesn't have staying power because it does feel um, like, man, this is just kind of a, I don't even know what I, I want to be careful with my words, but just, you know, light Christian light, somewhat like, Hey, feel better about yourself. God, God is good, which is all true. Like God is good. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to minimize that, but you guys are hitting on some, some deep heartstrings that drive us to the feet of the cross, to the feet of Jesus, to the power of the resurrection, um, while drawing in the the richness and depthness depth of Scripture and our emotions. So anyway, um, love that's, what that's, y'all are that's doing. Really here, yeah. I think um, I, I, there was one thing—a little piece I wrote one time about cathedrals, and I think that's in a way what we're trying to do. It, and and it's, to me, it's like. Um, uh, a cathedral is not the only form of architecture that is, is um, asked for in the world, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's motels, there's hotels, there's stadiums, there's all these, you know, so, so, so to me, songs that have like the, um, the pop appeal and the immediacy 
and, and that have that flashbang are useful in their own way. Mm. Um, there, but they're a certain kind of architecture. And I think the thing that we're trying to do is more like a, a cathedral, which is a little slower and, and it's not necessarily better or worse, but, mm, but yeah, good. that is the hope that, that it would hang around. That's a good picture. I love that. So, so how are you guys going about doing that? Well, that's a good question. I think we're just trying to be slow. I think honestly, yeah. that's, um, and the temptation, I mean, with the, the Getty stuff and all that, it, it has been a little more tempting to try to go fast, but, um, you know, if you, if you, you guys probably know about th- those cathedral stories are just absolutely inspiring, you know, uh, people who are laying bricks and literally knew that they would never see the, mm-hmm. the thing completed, yep. you know, and, and to see generations go by and to, you know, but, but they were a part of something that was bigger than, than themselves, you know, um, and just adding beauty, um, to this, to their city and to the world. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. So I think we're trying to go slow because like I said a minute ago, you know, that time is just such a good mirror. And, um, I I just think going slow is hard, but it's, it's very helpful. I think two things I've noticed about, um, just kind of the, I don't know if you'd categorize the publishing house, uh, Getty Music, and so I can't remember whether we mentioned this or not. So they have um, signed on to do a hymnal with Crossway, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Crossway's second largest wait. project they've yeah. ever done, second to the ESV translation of the Bible. Wow! So it's a this daunting undertaking, but mm-hmm. but super exciting. But two things I've noticed: um, first of all, there's a there's an annual conference that they do every year. Um, partly to bring worship leaders together and encourage them, but a lot of it's a great place to try out these songs because I think a lot of uh, contemporary worship is being written in a writer's room and then recorded, put on the radio, and then the congregation tries yeah. to sing it yeah. <laughs> rather yeah. than uh, a group of yeah. of yeah. Um, worship songwriters getting together, writing a song, and trying it out with a congregation. So I've always loved that. Mm. The other thing... Um, we do writing retreats two to three times a year. And in addition to writing, we always have people that come in and talk to us about just various aspects of Mm. kind of the craft of it. Uh, So kind of taking on the posture of learners before we audaciously try to be contributors. (laughs) And so we've had uh, Malcolm Geit, who's a a British poet. I can't even remember what to say about him. Do what? Hobbit poet. He's like, Hobbit. yeah, he's like a <laughs> amazing guy. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember where is he? I, I think he's on staff at, at Oxford, maybe. I yeah, can't. I think he's like the the poet laureate at Oxford or something. Yes. Wow. Something like that. We had uh, last week. We were all together and had, um, Steve Jobs. It was his sixth hire. Okay, so this guy had been at Apple for. You paused after Steve Jobs, and I was like, wow. I, so the sixth <laughs> person. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> and so he came, and he's 83 years old. Uh, it was We're sitting there just hanging on every word as he's talking about creativity and mm-hmm. innovation mm-hmm. and decision-making. You know, it, was, it was amazing. So I, I love that um, 
before we start writing, we start learning. Yeah. And that's, that's been good. something that uh, that I, th- I think is has changed how we mm. write. That's beautiful too, like in terms of the posture. Yeah. There and uh, yeah, I'm going to chew on what you said earlier for a while. I think that was really good. The, the picture you gave us of every every type of song that's being written is at some level needed in the in the grand huge scheme of Christian music, and where you guys are really trying to kind of write and and have you know build what you're building is in that cathedral uh setting which I just, that's really cool love that man uh laura tell us or maybe matt needs to tell us where where do we for listeners where do they find your stuff where do they you know website book anything that you would want them to know about www.mattpapa.com there you go there you go <laughs> i think that was four w's <laughs> Did you, yeah make sure you get that fourth w in there <laughs> um yeah you can just search my name and and you can find my music and um yeah I don't and know you've written uh, you've done some writing too right like actual book writing you have a book oh, yeah, out yeah, don't yeah. you i have a book it was that was an interesting little experiment it was like um uh, when I was doing, when I was, I guess that was early thirties, I think I did that. But you know, a lot of my albums that I would release, I would release like sort of devotional commentary, like along with the, so each song I would, I would write little sermonettes about this is where the song comes from. This is scripture. This is, you know, this is my thoughts. Blah, blah. And, um, and so I did that album and I actually, when I started to do it with that album called look and live, um, it was, kind of out of the season of like I was in seminary and I was like reading all these books and um, I just like kept, kept writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing, 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 writing. And uh, I was like, whoa, what's, what is it? This is kind of interesting and kind of just organized it all. And, and, and so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a book about basically a, uh, a book about worship from this sort of um, human stance, like uh, human beings as, worshiping creatures and um it's sort of a discourse on that and what's the name of it it's called look and live look and live awesome yeah awesome man thanks so so much for taking time out of your schedule was, to join us yeah and it was fun any final hey, thoughts was, from you yeah last question what what are you most excited about like what coming up hmm. musical ministry what are you most excited about Gosh, other question. than us playing tennis in Ireland in a couple Ooh. months. That was that's the other thing that we do when we're not mm-hmm. writing songs, mm-hmm. the whole group of us. Yeah, just rub it in. Tries to Honestly. Yeah. That's the best time. Um gosh, I don't know. That's that's a really good question. I think um I mean t- trying to get my head around this third album is uh kind of scary, probably more than exciting. Um uh Gosh, um, I think it's, I don't know, seeing these new songs, I, th- I think whenever, seeing the songs that we've released in the past and see what they do, now it's like there's a little bit of, a, of an expectation and excitement to see that this is what uh, song ABC or, or whatever could do, and um, that's always that's always really fun mm. uh, to think about. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess with this, this third record coming, and the sing conference and the, the, the live recording that uh, I think will 
B there. Uh, yeah, it's it's it should be cool. Okay, so just to highlight a couple of things there. First of all, the new album, I've gotten the sneak preview. It's going to be fantastic. I, I'm so, sure it will be. Uh, that, yeah. that, that's kind of a ways away. But the live... Do we re- have a release date on that? No, I don't no, think so. not yet. Because it hasn't been recorded. That's the second thing, though, uh, is that it's being recorded live oh, at, at the, the Sing Conference. conference. Ah, in 24? Yeah. Or but, 23? But, yeah, but... But don't tell anyone. This 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 should only live on this podcast. So, uh, well, uh, don't tell anyone. But sign up for <laughs> yeah. the Sing Conference if you want to be on yeah. Matt in Matt's new album. And and yeah. actually, actually, we don't know if it's going to be recorded live. Right? No. Is is that the official word? No. Is it, yeah. But show up, yeah. but and show you will up. be on go. the album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, uh, Matt. Thank, thank you. Hey, um, hold on, hold on. I thought of one more thing, real quick. No, go ahead. So you're you're gonna come? Just we're gonna get you up to the perimeter at some point to lead worship with us, right? Heck yeah! Yeah. You just Let's have him on the spot, just while I have you. Yeah. Can just you, can while you we're this recording Sunday? this, and oh, this Sunday. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Get ready, Matt. We're gonna fly you up here. Um, <laughs> but no, we'd love to have you up at some point. We'd that'd be. Uh, a blessing to us. You know what? So. That bluegrass thing, what was that, about a year or two ago? Yeah, it was right before you moved. Yeah. That was so fun. Yeah. Um, Easter egg hunting, my kids were there. Yeah. It was like, it was like a, just a party. So I would do that again. Yeah. Well, we'll get you, we'll get you up for both. We'll get you in on a Sunday morning and, uh, and something that we do, we, we do uh, throughout the year, we do a number of outdoor events out there and, and uh, we'll get you up for one of those too. That was a blast. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Is yeah. it so? Thanks not just for spending time with us and talking to um, to us about worship, singing, all of that, but thanks for everything you're doing mm. to just give us the resources for our churches to sing. Yeah. Can I ask you one last question? I know we've almost ended. Like, uh, I think this is the fourth one. Last question. <laughs> I know one last question. Okay, so that worship songwriter that is wondering, like, where do I start? If I could get one piece of advice from Matt Papa, what would it be? I would say um, this, this probably applies to like every sort of writer, which, which may be a, a, little, uh, a little disappointing. But I would say um, to, to view what you do um, as a job, um, I think that the tendency for, hmm. for I think, musical artistic types is to over romanticize the, um, the process, you know, and, and to kind of over mystify it and to say when the inspiration strikes or whatever, as opposed to just like, uh, you know, it's popular term, whatever, just like the grind, you know, yeah. and, and seeing it that way. Because when I look back at my, you know, my, my work, I don't know which things were, um, from inspiration or which things were just from sweat or toil. I don't, I, I can't tell mm. the two apart from each other. You know, it just kind of is, is, is what, it, and there are flashes of inspiration, but on the whole, I think it's, it's, it's a good thing to learn to, to be, um, content with and, and to even be happy with the, the feeling of, of uninspired work. Hmm. And, and hmm. that, that itself as an offering to God, um, and, and the, 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 um, 
the plotting and, you know, a lot of people talk about the dirt and the clouds, you know, like, are you a clouds person? Are you a dirt person? Are you like a visionary or a detail person? You know, to, to, to be, to, uh, almost every songwriter I know is a clouds person, you know, mm. but, but you have to get in the dirt and the weeds, um, and, and learn a craft and a skill. And that takes time and, mm. uh, just go for it. Oh, that's so good. That really is. And it does apply across, you know, for me writing sermons and you know, I've written, yeah. I have written one book that may, may, may be the only book I ever write. I don't know. We'll see what God has in store for that. But that's a really good word for me to hear, man, because, you know, sometimes we can fall into the trap of thinking that only the, the moments of inspiration are from, from God, but actually he's in the, <laughs> he's in the grind with us. I mean, he's blessing yeah. the blood, sweat and, t- sweat and tears, you know, of, of, of the daily grind. And, and, uh, that's, that's, that's holy work. That's good work. Um, yeah. so anyway, right. that's a good word, man. Thank you. Well, we're going to let you go. We really, we really are going to let you go this time. Um, <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. If you want, I can close with the Eminem song. Or, or we yeah, well, no. you know. Um, you can. We're going to edit it out in post. But you can. Okay. Feel free I, to. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll officially stop recording, and then I would love to hear that. Um, All right. Let's go. But, yeah. No, hey, thanks again. Let me tell the listeners and viewers here, thanks for joining us for this series. This is the last of an eight-part series we've been doing on faith and and hitting a lot of different topics along the way. We've had some tremendous guests join us for these eight episodes, and we're already going to start working soon on the next series that we're going to roll out in the fall. And uh, just tune your ears or keep your ears open for that because that's going to be really good as well as we we, uh, do some more podcasts for Digging Deeper and Perimeter Church to come. But to Laura, to Matt, to all of our guests, for you, the listener, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you, and hopefully uh, you will hear us again soon.